0: Hi everybody, it's Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM 7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting edge science, leadership and life skills, and the simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. My good friend, Andy Elwood is back today to talk about journaling. Please listen to what he is about to say. It is profound. As long as I've known Andy, he's been a prolific journaler, and I wanted to learn how he's been able to stick to this for so long, how he does it and what makes a great journaling experience i mean this this was just a great episode with a good friend and you're going to get a lot of value out of it andy shares how putting pen to paper slows down his mind enables him to distill meaning from noise and reveals kind of hidden truths in his brain he reveals tips like why he alternates different colors of pen to track consciousness Uh, capturing fleeting thoughts, and asking your future self probing questions. This motivating discussion will show you how consistent journaling can deepen self-awareness, improve decision-making, and drive creative breakthroughs. I'm just so thankful that we had this conversation and we're bringing it to you. I left this conversation just kind of wild, to be honest. So I'm excited to bring you this last conversation with Andy. So let's lean in and learn from the best. Andy, every once in a while, you make a post about your journals, and you have these stacks of journals, right? And you have been journaling for years. This isn't like something new for you. You've been doing it for a very long time. Admittedly, I'm not a journaler. I've started doing gratitude journaling, and that has really helped me reframe situations that I'm going through. But can you talk about the value of consistent journaling and what it's done for you.
1: Yeah. So initially, the way that I would describe it is is I would say, I don't know what's happening in my head until I externalize the thought. This was a younger version of myself where I was moving very, very quickly at all times. I called it hustle standard time. And it served me well in my late 20s and early 30s. But journaling was really the only thing that kept me grounded. It was the way in which I was able to slow my mind down just long enough to understand what just happened this week. What did I even do? And I keep my journals with me pretty much at all times. You know, As you mentioned, I've got stacks of them going back to nineteen eighty-seven at this point, which is wild to think about. But for me, I sometimes reread them and a lot of times I don't. But the act of actually pen to paper, slowing down and taking all of the inputs that I've received over the past day past week whatever it might be and actually metabolizing that knowledge into wisdom is what happens when i journaled now Mm. and being able to slow down and say all of the noise right every single social media post that we saw every single email that we saw every single phone call conversation single serving friend all of those things happen within a single day to be able to just say what's the thing that's still right now top of mind that i would want to spend the ink To memorialize and just being able to distill that day or that set of thoughts down into even a couple sentences. It doesn't have to be anything special, right? This is for you and for you alone, right? That's a great way to start a journaling practice. It's just, I personally journal in the morning because my subconscious is crazy at night. And a lot of times, like things that I go to bed thinking about are solved by the time I wake up. So I try to write those down as soon as I wake up. But a lot of times, in the middle of the day, I'll be like, man, that thought needs more energy. I'm going to write that one down and see if I come back to it. And sometimes I'm like, okay, that was three days ago. I wrote it with a blue pen. It was on the left page. And I'll go back and be like, that's the missing piece to the thought I had today. And being able to kind of tie those things together and having them in a permanent place. And there's something about writing as opposed to pecking it out on your phone or putting it into an email that for me makes it that much more significant. And so I always encourage people... the blank page feels like the scariest thing so just write a sentence that says my day was pretty good today do you
0: have a, a tool you use like a specific journal that you like
1: i use just a blank moleskin it's the same size as my ipad so i can carry them kind of hand in hand but it's just a blank lined moleskin and i personally and this is my dad did this growing up and i, I now realize that this is the reason i do it i have a black and a blue pen and i just alternate Entries Black entry, blue entry, black entry, blue entry, just so I kind of know where it's this one started and where is this one like stopped. like one
0: entire day? So you'll write down anything that you think is an important an idea or something that you want to flesh out and you just put it on
1: there? Yeah. But a lot of times it's, I would say most of my journal entries are, are less than half a page long. It's not paragraphs and paragraphs. And then there's other journal entries, you know, like this weekend I wrote, I think eight pages straight on Saturday morning.
0: My um, goodness.
1: Yeah, it was just a thought and I was like, I need to develop this more. And I just kept going. And at the end of it, I was pretty excited about the outcome. Because I just kept writing because I knew that there was more there. It was almost like dusting off a treasure chest. I was like, okay, but I know there's more. I know there's more. What question am I not asking myself that I should? What am I afraid to write down that is needed in order to get to the next piece? The other thing that I sometimes do, and I, I do this less than I used to, but it's a really fun tool, is to think of an audience and think about what you would write to them in a given situation. So if, if you were writing a letter to yourself about what's happening today, about what's challenging today, if you could give yourself advice, what would you say? And that's another fun habit that you can create is almost being your own coach, being your own advisor, being your own consultant. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in those those words, you drop from third person back to first person, but you unlock some of those insights that are available to you in journaling. Just having your journal close by is a great way to start a practice, knowing that if you had a thought, this is where it would go, will actually give you thoughts that need some place to go.
0: I have note sections in my phone and I put my ideas down there and yeah. I think I would like to have something that's more of like a life journal. But like business ideas, I have very organized, like, oh, new content idea. Like, oh, I saw this. Oh, new article. I think people would learn about this. But I would really love to have a stream of consciousness journal kind of like this, that I could suss out thoughts and start connecting things. I'm thinking to myself, like, when I would do this, and I would probably do it at night a lot. And then I'm thinking, this is my stupid brain. I'm thinking, how am I going to do this without scribbling over the page? Remember those? Little desktop things with the beanie bags underneath from the 80s yeah. and 90s. Yeah. I think I would probably have to get one of those. But I love this. And I we know the power of, of gratitude journaling, of taking uh, several moments to think about something that you're grateful and experiencing those thoughts, emotions, and feelings. This is a whole nother level of... When you think about people that, that there's biographies about, they found their journal, right? And then inside yep. that journal was all the secrets of how they thought. Then it became a treasure yeah. trope. God willing, one day that that's what's going to happen with Andy. When you're long gone, <laughs> somebody's going to go pick up your kids, or whoever's going to pick up this Andy journal and going to go, "Oh my gosh, the secrets are here." And maybe sometimes, maybe that's how you should think about it. Yeah. If you're lacking motivation to write, I don't know. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah. About that?
1: Well, the most important thing that you just said is that the secrets are here. Hmm. Right. The secrets that you need right now, you have. But they're buried underneath a lot of other stuff that you haven't slowed your mind down long enough to explore, right? The secrets for you, because you are the only person in the world who is the world-class expert at you. You are the subject matter expert on you. You can understand yourself better than anybody else ever could. And the secrets to you being an even better version of you sometimes just come from the intentional. Discovery of what you're actually thinking. If somebody asks you, What do you think about this? We're all very, very good at having a response. But if you ask yourself, Why do you think of that about this? What is important to you about that being true? Is it really true? Or is it a story you've just been telling yourself for a really long time? Mm. Those are questions that take some time, take some vulnerability. And if you're able to write it down with a curiosity that you might have when interviewing somebody else but you can write it down with a curiosity about yourself the thing that you know the most about in this world it's a really incredible opportunity to be even more sure of who you are and why you are the way you are
0: hey friends before you take off if you enjoyed one of these four episodes with andy do somebody a favor. Pay it forward and share this with them. I know that one of these conversations could have a tremendous impact in somebody's life. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.